0: Hello and welcome to this week's Therapy for Me. And it comes on the week where there's always a little bit of a disturbance in the force. And that's down to this hour with the clocks changing, which theoretically shouldn't make an enormous amount of difference and it should really all be swallowed up with the the context of the the day it happens. You you either get a bit longer in bed or you get a, a little bit less in bed. But for whatever reason, it seems to take two or three days to get over it. So it's been that week and it's been the week into April as well. And there's been odd bits and pieces going on. I wouldn't say it was a astonishing week, but I think there's a few bits to reflect on. So we'll uh, we'll get cracked on with that as soon as we've had a little bit of twangy guitar. <laughs> There's definitely something about a week that contains a bank holiday that's a little bit special. I know there's that little bit of not knowing what day it is on certain days. So if it's been a bank holiday Monday, the Tuesday often feels like a Monday and that that kind of thing goes on. I mean, it's not like the whole Christmas thing where you haven't got a clue what the days of the week are, but there is that kind of slight weird, not quite sure of the days. But there's particularly something about this week, the week that leads up to the four-day bank holiday, because... You're already counting down from the Monday, so I've found that um, the people I work with today, with there's been a couple of messages gone round, about uh, you know, sort of saying you know only four days to go. uh, It's a short week, Um, and normally when you have a you know a Monday, you're you've already had the day, but the but the fact that you can look forward to. What will be Good Friday and then the the break? Now, at the moment, it shouldn't make any difference because in reality, I know we've we've unlocked a little bit, and I know you know as of today we can sit in gardens, you know, with a few people. And I know there will be odd, and I certainly know that of a few people that are meeting to you know have a nando's in the park or whatever it is that they're going to do. So I know there's a little bit, but in, in reality, compared with a normal bank holiday weekend, there's there's precious little that we can do that's different. So it's almost like, well, what are you going to do with the extra the extra days? But I don't know. There's something about maybe it's because we missed this whole weekend last year. Maybe because we just didn't get this one at all because we'd only just entered the whole lockdown thing, and it was it was obvious nothing was going to be going to be happening. But there just seems to be something about um, something about this week. Now, of course. The one thing we've got to look forward to with the Easter weekend is um well, there's plenty of things to look forward to the Easter weekend, but the one thing that seems to be weird is we seem to be out of chocolate as in not us um the country um i I was in the supermarket um over the weekend and I remember literally only being a couple of weeks ago where there seemed to be stacks and stacks and stacks and stacks of Easter eggs and now we're left with the ones that nobody wants. So we're now at the point where and, and i and I don't want to pour scorn on Galaxy because I'm sure the whole concept of enchanted eggs is is you know was was seemed a good idea to somebody at the time. But we seem to have got to the point where they're about the only things left you can buy. So all the I guess all the A all the A-grade chocolate eggs, those and and Kit Kat Easter eggs. For whatever reason, Kit Kat Easter eggs don't seem to particularly sell very well. So the you know the cream egg ones and the and the Buttons ones and the Twirl ones they've they've all gone. They they've just got gone in gone in literally in a heartbeat. Um, and the Twirl ones and the Whisper ones they're all they're all for gone. So now what you've got is you've got these kind of slight random things left. So. What is it what's going on this year is it have we have we not made enough or is it just that we have gone bonkers for chocolate this year I, I don't know but tied in with the fact that there's that kind of for whatever reason that looking forward to this week and this weekend I, I my suspicion would be that we've gone bonkers for Easter eggs this year um, if you've got any idea then then please let me know Tuesday. So today was one of the two promised days—the days that were going to always be unseasonably warm, uh, with um, the idea that the temperature gauge would hit twenty or above, depending on where you were. I don't think it quite made it to twenty where we were today, and it was a little bit breezy, so it didn't end up being the day that kind of it was—it was, you know, um, billed as being. But it's still. Um, it's still, I still find myself sat in the garden, uh, with a you know, with a with a cup of tea, uh, at about three o'clock in the afternoon, uh, chasing the last bit of the sun before it went over um, the 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 roof. Obviously, cause it's fairly low in the sky at the moment. Um, thinking that we're starting down the path, we're starting down to the path to all those. You know, moments where you'll grab a drink and you will just go and sit outside, and any opportunity you get to break from work, you'll you know where you might normally go and make a coffee and just bring it back and crack on, or where you might go and sit and watch a half-hour episode of something. We get into the point where you know you'll you'll be able to go and sit in the garden and just enjoy in, enjoy that experience for five or ten minutes, and it got me thinking about uh, a garden furniture because we probably need to change our garden furniture. But of course, that's going to be remarkably difficult this year, because one of the things we're going to struggle with this year is getting hold of garden furniture. And the reason has got nothing to do, as, as, <laughs> as much as I'd like to blame Brexit, because you know I do, the reason's got nothing to, at all to do with Brexit. Uh, but it's got everything to do with COVID, and it's got everything to do with containers, shipping containers being in the wrong places. Um, why are shipping containers in the wrong place you say, well I will tell you um, the, normally what would happen is uh, a container filled with garden furniture or what have you would would, would arrive over uh, in the UK and before it made its, germ, its journey back to China or wherever it, it, it had come from it would then be filled with other stuff so the things that we export in terms of either component parts or foodstuffs or the things that that, that you know that go well in in the other direction uh, containers would be filled with those things and the, and the container would continue its journey back and what's been happening is that because manufacturing through covid particularly through the first covid lockdown literally just came to a screeching halt um there isn't anything to fill the containers with so containers have been sat here waiting to be filled and waiting to go on the return journey and of course they're not going to do the return journey empty because if, you do a, if a shipping company takes the leg of a journey with no cargo so therefore nobody theoretically is paying the cost of that particular leg of the journey then all that happens is they have to recoup that. And to try and recoup that, or the only way you can recoup that, is to put up the cost of the next container run. So those people who have product waiting to come from China um, would have to pay for the extra cost. Now, there's a there's a kind of a paradox in this anyway, um, because the containers that are available and in China to, that could be filled with things like garden furniture... Um, that because there's so few of them, the the cost the, you know, the, the actual cost of the, these has skyrocketed. So, at the, at the moment, where it might have cost you a couple of thousand pounds to get a shipping container, or three or four thousand pounds, or whatever, it's costing you in the regions of anything between four and six times that amount. Now, if what you're shipping is small and heavy, it doesn't really matter because. Theoretically, if you can get a lot of something into it in that space, then the then the increase per unit is very very small. It doesn't work that way for garden furniture because because rattan garden furniture, uh, which comes across in single pieces, um, is big and light and takes a lot of space, and so therefore you can't actually offset, you can't put the cost of that increased shipping on that garden furniture, because when it got here, nobody would buy it. So what's happening at the moment is there's lots of companies who are who have, have product, and it's waiting, and it's waiting in factories in China, but they're waiting for the cost of shipping to come down. And of course, with something like garden furniture, the chances are we're just going to completely miss the season. So either one or two things will happen. Either you're going to pay a lot more for your garden furniture this year than you would normally expect, or you ain't going to get it until next year. And that's that's just a, that's the COVID container conundrum, uh, which I've just made up, and I kind of I like that, the COVID container conundrum. I think we'll go with that. Wednesday. Okay, today was the day. That we were expecting. Today was the day where the sun came out and uh, actually made a difference. And I have had a fantastic—I uh, guess—I've been outside for probably three or four hours. I've had shorts on, which has been just amazing to be able to throw a pair of shorts on. Uh, I've wandered around in a pair of flip-flops. Uh, I've read a book. Uh, I've sat reading, uh, you know, a book outside. I've just enjoyed the sun. There was hardly a cloud in the sky. There was no breeze. It was that perfect temperature where you were warm, but you didn't need at any point to go in and take five minutes. And this was through the, you know, the midpoint of the afternoon where it would normally get too hot. And it was just perfect. So on the final day of March, that that glimpse into hopefully what the summer will bring and hopefully a long summer because you can still be doing what i've done today you know in september and october then that that glimpse was there the clothes came out the flip flops came out the sunglasses were on it's just been that gorgeous 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 day and i went for a walk later on this afternoon i was able to you know go for a walk in shorts and and i did sort of 4 or 5 miles and it was just absolutely glorious and beautiful no edge to the wind everything about it just perfect so um just a just a, a big nod and a big um thank you to the you know to the 31st of march because it's turned out to be a really rather a really rather splendid uh, a really rather splendid day Thursday I happen to like Jimmy nail and like most people, I first came across Jimmy nail when he was in um the TV series I'll the same pet um which we've always had a soft spot for now one of the reasons we've had a soft spot for it uh, is because I also lived um uh, Newcastle, around Newcastle for a while. I lived in Washington, um, in of Weir, and um, Newcastle became somewhere that I is you know is still very close to my heart. It's somewhere I, I warmed to um, while we were living up there, and really have a, a, a soft spot for. It. In fact, if I didn't live here where I live, I think Newcastle would be the one place I would probably you know in the UK probably want to want to live um and s- while we were up in newcastle um spender had, had had been on he did a couple of series after the first two series or around about the time that our field same pet had gone out uh they did two series of our Alfie Same pet and then he did he wrote um a couple of series that he then starred in one was a detective thing called spender uh which i haven't seen since it was originally you know on and the other one was this programme called Crocodile Shoes. Now, Crocodile Shoes uh had him um singing in it. In fact he, he sings in an episode of our Feeder Same Pat. He sings um a Merle Haggard song um in um, in that and, and and it's part of the storyline, but you realise he can you know he can sing. Um and he does this he does this thing Crocodile Shoes where he plays a country and western artist, um and 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 the album is absolutely fantastic. It's one I've always really really liked. I liked it at the time. I liked the soundtrack to the TV show, and uh, and actually saw him in Newcastle City Hall on that. Tour when he first toured the material from the album I I um I, I went and I I saw him and he was really really good and I've always and he's one of those voices that's a little bit marmite you either like it or you don't but I think he's got an absolutely terrific voice now the songs on the album uh, are really really good and five of those songs were written by uh, Padney McAloon, who's the um who's the songwriter who's effectively is Prefab Sprout um and on the back of that, I've bought two or three of his albums since then. Saw him again uh, live, and again thought he was uh, was great. But i have never seen Crocodile Shoes again. Um, and for whatever reason, I I, I found it. it it's um, I found it on YouTube. I found the complete the complete two series on YouTube. And through the course of this week, I've 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 watched Crocodile Shoes, and and you know it stems from the sort of mid late nineties. Time, I guess. Well, it must be around about then because that was, uh, you know, when I was in Newcastle. So it's got to be around ninety four, ninety five, somewhere around about there. And uh, and it was it was really really good. I thoroughly enjoyed watching it um watching it again it's definitely of its time it's definitely you know that piece of drama that that is you can tell is a sort of a bbc show um but but it was just a nice diversion to watch it again it was the kind of thing that um you know you could easily sit and watch it was seven episodes and it just reminded me how much i enjoyed enjoyed that music as well so if if there's a I like Jimmy Nail badge, then I'm quite, I'm quite happy to wear the I like Jimmy Nail badge. Friday. I'm going to wrap up this week with a number of different things. It's not a five for Friday as such because I haven't really got five things to go at, but I've got a few things that have sort of floated around that I thought I'd, I'd tie the week up um, with. Um, firstly, we got an under-8s football uh, training session this morning it's the first one back obviously um organized sport was uh, uh, allowed again as from monday and we got the the group together i think we had 18 kids uh today we had a really really good session it was really nice uh to get everybody back together um normally we would be finishing the football season now but we're going to carry on going for probably sort of six to eight weeks so we can we can get a little bit uh back of, of what we've missed um and it was it was a really great session, and what was really um, really nice was, and I, did, I didn't quite know what to expect. I didn't know what to expect if the kids would be a little bit wild um, with being the first one back. Well, maybe because they've had a few weeks back at school, they 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 actually came and they worked really hard and they were really disciplined. And it was you know it was it was really I mean not that it would have mattered anyway if they'd have come and wanted just to run around and be bonkers and silly that would have been absolutely fine. But but they came back really kind of. In that place where they wanted to, you know, to make some progress. So we had a, we, you know, we had a great session. It was, it was lovely to see everybody again. Um, on the subject of football, um, Sheffield United back in action tomorrow. Uh, international breaks out of the way. We play Leeds United tomorrow at Elland Road. Um, and clearly, I, I don't know where I am with football at the moment. I don't know where I am with my football club tomorrow. But the one thing I do know is that if we're gonna. If we're gonna do anything again if there's one more result in us this season if there's a victory in us this season, then I'd take it tomorrow um because the one thing that probably unites most um you know <laughs> most Yorkshire football fans is the fact that they don't like Leeds. um and I, if there's any chance we can do Leeds tomorrow, that that would be that would be fairly fairly amazing. So I'm looking forward to watching to watching that one. I'm hoping that we can you know we can raise our game a little bit. I think we're, we're potentially going to have a couple of players back, which would be great. So let's see where that one goes. So as much as I'm still not sure where I am with Sheffield United at the moment and feelings are still a bit mixed. I can lift myself and get myself sorted and ready for that one. So we'll see what we'll see what happens with that um tomorrow. Um I took the Christmas lights down today. The Christmas lights that have been on the outside of the house um finally came down today. And and it was a it was a definite plan. This isn't a piece of, you know, tardiness on my behalf. I made the decision having Always, I always get cold. I always get cold hands when I put the Christmas uh, lights up, um, and because it involves me tacking them in the wall, I use cable clips to tack tack them in the wall. So um, you know, so we get a nice pattern and what have you and and when you put them up in in december or late november you always get freezing cold hands so i made the decision that whilst they weren't be switched on they weren't they weren't going to be taken down until the weather was nice enough that i could get up a ladder take them down and not have a perishing cold fingers so today i've taken the christmas lights down so they're down before easter which is Fine, as far as I can tell, um, but also they were down without me getting absolutely perishing cold. It's funny because when you put them up, it's it's bad enough that your hands get cold, but the ladder gets cold. So when you put your hands on the ladder and I, I know first world problems. I know, I know, I know, I know. But the point being, I didn't have to take them down, so I left them, and I've taken them down today, and they're down now, and they're all away, and everything sorted, and I'm quite I'm quite pleased with that. Um, I didn't talk about. Um, the fact that John Lewis was closing in Sheffield, I didn't. Uh, and John, and and for everybody who knows John Lewis in Sheffield, it isn't John Lewis; it's Cole Brothers. Uh, it's always been Cole Brothers, as far as everything Sheffield concerned. And even though they changed their name to John Lewis. Everybody in Sheffield still knows it's Cole Brothers. So the department store in Sheffield, which is one of those magical places because it was one of those magical places when you were a kid. Particularly when you went at Christmas and it was you, you know, it was near the city hall and the lights were the lights were always going to be up, and it, the store was such a magical place. Well, that's that's closing to the point where Sheffield now isn't really going to have a department store. So the fourth biggest city in the country is now is now not going to be a, in a space where it has where it has a department store, and particularly not going to be in a space where it has it has the John Lewis. So uh, that's a really sad. Um, that's a really sad, you know, sort of piece of news when that piece of news came through i understand all the reasons why but it's just it was just a, a really a really sad one that so um it, it's right to mark it's it's passing i mean the the point is it probably just won't reopen i'm assuming that when we come to the 12th that city it won't open again and we and we're done and i think that's the thing is you know there's not even a runoff. that's that's where covid has been so cruel that things that things have closed when we didn't know when we just assumed COVID was going to be weeks or, you know, maybe a few weeks or maybe a month or a couple of months. And a year later, things are now just not opening again. Um, and that's a, you know, that's a, that's a, that's a real, when you think about it, when it does stop and make you think, that's a real, that's a real shock. And I suppose, um, I guess I'll leave you with the best of wishes for Easter, which kind of means it is a five for Friday, I guess, because this is the fifth thing I am going to talk about. But I'll leave you. I'll leave you with you know with with the best of wishes, uh, and I hope that you have a pleasant a pleasant Easter, and a, and I hope that we are looking towards you know more sunshine, and I mean that metaphorically as well as. Um, you know, as well as physically. So uh, take care, stay safe. Uh, I'll, I'll look forward to speaking to you soon and have a great Easter. If you've enjoyed Therapy for Me, then please subscribe and share as you see fit. This has been an A Short Stories production.